ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, service, family members, my beloved, uh, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 518, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, my beloved, we're reading 1 Kings chapter 6, verses 27 through 38. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. Grant me your energy and your strength in all of us, your energy and your strength to read your holy word. Grant us the power of your Holy Spirit, your unction and your anointing to read and to understand your holy word and to comprehend it and to obey it and to live by it and to apply it to our lives. For your glory, praise, and honor. And then, Lord, help us to teach it, to preach it, and to preach and proclaim your holy gospel from it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At 1 Kings chapter 6, verses 27 through 38. And he set the cherubims within the inner house, 
and they stretched forth the wings of the cherubims, so that the wing of the one touched the one wall, and the wing of the other cherub touched the other wall, and their wings touched one another in the midst of the house. And he overlaid the cherubims with gold, and he carved all the walls of the house round about with carved figures of cherubims and palm trees and open flowers within and without. And the floors of the house he overlaid with gold within and without. And for the entering of the oracle he made doors of olive tree, the lintel and side posts were a fifth part of the wall. The two doors also were of olive tree, and he carved upon them carvings of cherubims and palm trees and open flowers, and overlaid them with gold, and spread gold upon the cherubims and upon the palm trees. So also made he for the door of the temple posts of olive tree a fourth part of the wall. And the two doors were of fir tree. The two leaves of the one door were folding, and the two leaves of the other door were folding. And he carved thereon cherubims, and palm trees, and open flowers, and covered them with gold, fitted upon the carved work. And he built the inner court with three rows of hewed stone, and a row of cedar beams. In the fourth year was the foundation of the house of the Lord laid in the month Ziph. And in the eleventh year, in the month Bull, which is the eighth month, was the house finished throughout all the parts thereof, and according to all the fashion of it, so was he seven years in building it. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for this magnificent passage in your holy word of completion within seven years, the beautiful temple for your glory, praise and honor was built. Help us to learn from that and help us to learn to be obedient to your holy word and to do your will and not ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family.
and to the standing between the living and the dead. Service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast. This is episode number 567. Jude 24 is where Dr. Spurgeon wants us to be today in our devotionals with him. The Bible reads, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Revolve in your mind that wondrous word faultless. We are far off from it now. But as our Lord never stops short of perfection in his work of love, we shall reach it one day. The Savior who will keep his people to the end will also present them at last to himself as a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but holy and without blemish. All the jewels in the Savior's crown are of the first water and without a single flaw. All the maids of honor who attend the Lamb's wife are pure virgins without spot or blemish or stain. But how will Jesus make us faultless? He will wash us from our sins in his own blood until we are white and fair as God's purest angel, and we shall be clothed in his righteousness, that righteousness which makes the saint who wears it positively faultless yea, perfect in the sight of God, we shall be unblameable and unreprovable even in his eyes because of his shed blood. I'm reminded of the old hymn that we used to sing. We don't sing it much today. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Do you remember that song? 
His law will not only have no charge against us, but it will be magnified in us. Moreover, the work of the Holy Spirit within us will be altogether complete. He will make us so perfectly holy that we shall have no lingering tendency to sin. Judgment, memory, will, every power and passion shall be emancipated from the thraldom of evil. We shall be holy even as God is holy, and in his presence we shall dwell forever. Saints will not be out of place in heaven. Their beauty will be as great as that of the place prepared for them. Oh, the rapture of that hour when the everlasting doors shall be lifted up. And we, being made meet for the inheritance, shall dwell with the saints in light. Sin gone, Satan shut out, temptation passed forever, and ourselves faultless before God. This will be heaven indeed. Let us be joyful now as we rehearse the song of eternal praise so soon to roll forth in full chorus from all the blood-washed host. Let us copy David's exaltings before the ark as a prelude to our ecstasies before the throne. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for that powerful time together uh, with Spurgeon uh, and the devotionals morning and evening. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us never to forget it and help us to stand strong and to stand firm all the way until the end. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we move over to the family segment. What I call and what I have dubbed the family verses. And uh, after spending three days dealing with Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, we're now on our second day. Uh, reading and hearing what God has to say to the wife. At Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. God commands the wife, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Most of us, we love 
Pardon me. We love order. We love a chain of command. Most people love that uh, until they deal with it in the family. Having people in authority is a good thing. Having people responsible is a good thing. God raises such people up. And I believe that people who are in authority, if they're good people, need to exercise their authority more, not less, because of the sinful nature of man. And that goes for the home, especially. For many people have lost their lives because wives did not obey their husbands, mothers did not love their children, husbands did not love their wives, fathers did not raise their children. It's a painful process to raise children. A part of it is painful. Because you have to punish. You have to do the work of God that God wants you to do. You have to rebuke. You have to punish. And God does not like punishing his children and chastising his children, nor should we. And if you do, then we don't want you to chastise your children. We want you to just leave them alone. Verse 24, Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in every thing. If wives did that, then we would have revival in the family and in the church. Now let's pray for others. And we will visit this passage again tomorrow. If the Lord should tarry his coming and we live. Holy Father God, help us to pray for uh, young families. Uh, families that don't know your Savior. They have never believed in you. And... Uh, we pray that you would open their blinded eyes and save them. We pray also for Christians who need revival, even in their married life. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick across this country, and for those who are mourning and grieving by the hundreds and thousands all around this world due to the coronavirus plague and the war. And Holy Father God, we pray for the millions of people who are hurting, but we pray for a few by name. For they have been going through this, the pain of the plague pandemic for many months now. 
And we pray for some families by name. We pray for the family and friends of Arizona resident Timothy A. Uh, Canaveral Sr. We pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Robert Lee Swigger. We pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident Michael Francis Streb. We pray for the family and friends of Massachusetts veteran Robert H. Whitmore. And we pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident Michael A. Stoddard. And now, Lord, we pray for the thousands who have uh, sent in prayer requests down through the years and have heard. And, Lord, you have heard our prayers going up for them. We pray now for these people, these few, along with them. And, Lord, we pray that you would bless them all with salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision blessings. And Holy Father God, we we pray that you will help them to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith. We pray, we praise you, and we thank you for giving us a mind to pray for all of these people uh, by name, repeatedly, and we are doing the same tonight. We pray for Raphael. Please strengthen him and protect him from the persecution on his job. We pray for Albertina. Please bless her life. We pray for Vicki. Please have Palatine High School in Illinois to educate by biblical standards. And Holy Father God, we pray for all uh, people who are in the ministry of government. Uh, truly save them and bless them and lead them in the way that you would have them to go, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet uh, day in life. And Holy Father God, we I pray that you would protect all people who are being persecuted in this country and around the globe. And that you would give us your grace for our trying hours and our dying hours. And Lord, we pray now for all people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. And we pray that you would help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray for James, Clems, Sampson, Aditha, Gamba. And we pray, Lord, for those who have rededicated their lives to you. We pray for Teresa, Sarah, George, Emmy, Salma, and others. We commit these souls into your, your, your hands as well as our lives. Let your will be done in all of our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen.